Welcome to Yellow Mensa, exploring cross-centered contextual justice in the South African context. Yellow Mensa is a ministry of East Mabano, Center for Biblical Justice. I am your host, David Kuta, and with me is John Skippers, my favorite co-host. <laughs> Uh, and your only co-host, but uh, I'll take I it. was hoping you'd follow up. That, that, was, anyway, that was bait. That was bait. You, that was bait. You. And you fell for it. That I did. No, I, I, I know these compliments. <laughs> I know these kind of compliments, you know. You know, when my son comes and uh, tells me, you know, you're my favorite dad, I'm like, yeah. But, yeah what's coming? What's yeah, coming? Anyway. What's coming? So I know this. So, uh, yeah. So, so I, guys, I, uh, howdy, everybody. Howdy. There, there you go, there you go. Wow, a howdy. Okay, that's, yeah, that's feeling very, um, <laughs> feeling very American taxes today. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I can go in. I have another John who's also from uh, Texas Friends, but I also worked with me, and I was like, I never knew what to say. I was like, are you a Texanian or what? Yeah, you oh. wanted to kill me, murder me yeah, when yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's wait. back to our context. South Africa, South Africa. Right. Uh, guys, today we have a very special guest with guest with us. We have the multi-talented. Mtobeko Mjijua, uh, oh, here yeah. to talk to us about justice and the arts. Um, we want to explore how those two intersected one another, uh, the role it has historically played in the fight against injustices and oppression, uh, or injustice and oppression, uh, how it's been used adversely in justice, or even to entrench false and harmful narratives, uh, how it affects us and shapes our society even still today. Uh, in particular, we want to explore how the church in the past and currently um, has used the arts, either for good or for bad. Um, and possibly today, how we can, as Christians, individually and as corporately, as, as churches, local churches, and as the body together, uh, how we can use art to promote cross-centered justice. That's what we want to talk about today. And we have Ntubeko with us today. Ntubza. Please say hi to what the people. Do, what it do, what it cook like. What it do, what it do. Good to have you, brother. Good to have you. What it do. Yeah, Listen, we have, a, we, have a, we have a, as I said, multi-talent. We're going to get into this in a minute. This guy is a hip-hop artist. So if those, those, those words start coming out. Oh, um, yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. They, they'll just be flowing. They'll just be flowing. I can, I can beatbox. I can beatbox right here, man. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Uh, guys, listen. Uh, Tobacco, please tell us about yourself, your faith journey, what you're doing currently, and how you have come to love the arts. Yeah, okay, cool. So I was born in Niza Hospital. I grew up in Plenibek Bay in a township at a time. It was called Bosischef. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I just <laughs> grew up there. <laughs> um, and then later on, I moved uh, to PE to live with my dad. Um, so my father taught me how to draw at a very young age. So throughout high school, the primary school and high school, I just kept sketchbooks, man, drawing all the time. So that's how I came in contact with the arts, but I'll, I'll get into that later on. Um, my, first, my first journey, um, I became a Christian in high school um, and for me, in grade 10. And for me at that time, I've like experienced a lot of things uh, being around my cousins, uh, which were older than me. So I started like quickly, like started drinking at, at Standard Four. And so I was experiencing a lot of other things, if you will, at that time. So I came across um, art uh, through my father. My father taught me how to draw at a very young age. 
Um, wow. From there, from there, I started keeping up like sketchbooks, man, from primary school to high, till high school, and and I was good at it. You know what I mean? Um, and mm. then uh, fast forward to to uh, after high school, my dad enrolled me into Nelson Mandela University to study fine arts, and I went in, man, and that's how I became a visual artist and. For me, it's something that I carried on with. I never dropped it. And my father was very encouraging. Although the extended family didn't understand, like, I mean, coming from a black uh, community, they expected you to be a lawyer, engineer, and you study fine art. <laughs> it's weird. And people tell you, isn't this for white people? Like, that's the good <laughs> wow. thing. Yeah. I think of what my dad was, was also a musician. Like, he could, he could play a guitar by ear, but he didn't even read notes. He couldn't read notes. But he will figure it tune out for a week and, and he plays it. And he was a singer as well. And so um, that's the part where I visual art comes into play in my life. But as, as a believer, um, I became a Christian in grade 10. Um, and, and the way I became a Christian, is, it's like, it's different from other people. Other people like, I grew up in a Christian home. I didn't, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a very traditional home where ancestors are venerated and they're honored and they're slaughtered too. Uh, but for me, what happened was like, I, like I, said, I started drinking at a very young age, starting at four, because I was always around people who were, who were older than me who were doing these things, and they were my cousins, so it was easy for me to get into these things. Um, I remember return holiday December, after like drinking with friends and, and enjoying myself, I was in, I was at home in my room and I felt like, man, there's something wrong with me, man. Like I'm, I'm scared. And I feel like there's something missing inside of me. And I'm only happy when I'm drinking or friends or, or women, but I'm not happy. So by God's grace, the first thought that came to my mind was, I need to go to church. Sure. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, okay, cool. And my cousin used to go to church. To, to this, uh, this church. Uh, I was like, my man, next time you go to church, let me know when I come <laughs> with you. So I went, I went to church with him and it was preached, man. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, this is what I think I need. And the altar call was called, I come from a, a, a place where altar call will be, altar calls were made, man. Like, That's fantastic, Ntobeko. Um, love, 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 uh, particularly loving your father's, a man, African closet man, especially a man who is, who has, you know, African traditional roots. And um, for him to, to, to back that and to be in your corner in, in such a significant way is, is huge. It's, it's, yeah. it's, absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful. And I think here's the beautiful thing in that, you know, we, when we come to faith, um, many of us in, in black uh, communities or, or coming from that context, uh, we are told so much bad is in you know, our non-Christian family, especially yeah, if they yeah, practice yeah. African traditional religion that right, we lo- right. overlook and we dismiss all the good that actually God is still able to accomplish and work through them Come being on. people made in the image of God. Mm. That's mm. true. That's definitely true, man. That's definitely yeah. true. That's, and that's and beautiful. Just, uh, just, just to jump in there, like my dad, um, he didn't. He didn't agree with me when I became a Christian because I had to sit him down and let him know, like, hey, listen, man, yeah. I don't believe anymore how the family believes. Wow. Um, because I remember when I became a Christian, like the verse that stuck to me, like really, really, like sort of awakened me, was that like, um, 
Jesus' blood is enough. You know, we don't need the blood of goats or bulls wow. anymore because Jesus' blood speaks louder mm. than those things. And for me, that verse stuck because I come from a home where we venerate ancestors and we slaughter them, we appease them. So I had yeah. to sit my dad down and speak about it. And, and although my dad was disappointed at me because he loved me as a son and this is what he knows and this sure. is what the family believes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even, even, even in that, man, disagree, even in that disagreement, my dad, like, never uh, washed his hands of me and, 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 and said, I don't want you as my son. Um, wow. He, he went to the point of why he told the whole family that my son doesn't believe in what he's doing anymore, um, but he's my son. I love wow. him, and I want wow. the family to understand that. I hope mm. one day he comes back and, and, and join us in our belief. Um, and and sure. over the years, we, we continue, like, me and him sort of like arguing, if you will, in a, in a, in a healthy manner. Though. Yeah. And, questioning, yeah. and, and him questioning what I believe and, and, and why do I, I, I have to move away from, from, from what the family believes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, to a point of why sometimes there will be uh, rituals that are done at home. And my dad will say to me, you know, go to church this weekend. We need you here. You must assist us. You must help us. And I will stay home and, and assist and help yeah, them to good. bring in the prayers to move mm. around whenever I'm sent to. And my dad saw that, like, as much as my son doesn't believe in these things, he's not disrespectful towards me. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Or he still obeys me. Sometimes, out of the blue, he will say to me, you're not going to church, and there's nothing going on, and I wouldn't go. And and he, I feel like he was testing me to see how I'll respond. And mm. he'll yeah. be the one again who will say to me, hey, you haven't gone to church in a while. And I'll say, no, no, I'll go. You know what I mean? So wow. we, we had that kind of a relationship. Yeah. Even when even when I went to Barbara's college, man, he was there supporting me, um, sending me money. So although he wasn't a believer, but we had a, a quite a relationship, man, where uh, talking and asking questions and arguing was allowed. So yeah, sure. Oh man, that's 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 phenomenal. That's that's an absolutely beautiful gospel contextual mm-hmm. um, witness to the beauty and majesty of God. Um, in African black community and context. I, yep. And I think it's so important. I think we often are so, uh, we hear so many bad stories and bad yep. uh, tropes about yep. black men and black fathers. And I know that's not what we're really here to talk about tonight, but I mean, I just think that's actually, it's a, that's it's a beautiful yeah. side point, man, that we got it. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. Thank, thank you yeah. for, for mentioning that. I mean, we need to hear yeah. these stories cool. again. Okay, so guys, let's let's get straight into our conversation today um, about the arts. Um, I mean, I'm, <laughs> you, you just don't want to move move on from from what we just said, but I'm grateful for your dad because we are having this conversation because of partly because of your dad um, hey. about the arts. Uh, when we talk about the arts, I mean, there's a wide range of, of of areas and things that we can talk about. Because, I mean, it includes drama, music, painting, poetry, fine arts, I, even graphic design and, and all that mm. stuff is, 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 is there. Uh, but you in particular in Tobeka, you are a Christian hip-hop artist. You mm-hmm. are a painter and a Christian yeah. educator in the arts. Yeah. Uh, can you please talk to us a bit about, just briefly about each of those areas uh, and the role or significance they have for our conversation around justice? Okay, so with hip hop as a whole, without even putting a Christian in there, um, 
it's one music that grabbed my attention at the very at early stage as well. And through hip hop, man, I learned to love books, love reading, because like you listen to a song and the guy will say something that sparks your 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 imagination, like where is that coming from? Um, for an example, recently, uh um to me from, from the volume, go by name of T now. He he said he was just rapping on sway and he said something, he said, um, I shouldn't be stamped champ, right? But I wrote over their heads like it was Anne Frank. I was like, who's Anne Frank? And then I ended up finding oh, wow. a book. <laughs> ended up finding a book by Anne Frank and I read it. I was like, wow. So for me, hip hop has always been that. Um, helping me to think, helping me to read. And I know there's part of hip hop whereby it's just like uh, all kinds of things that are not very helpful, but there's part of it that's very helpful. Yeah. So that's how I became, I'm involved in, into rapping. Then when I became a Christian, I realized like, dude, I've got something to say. Uh, I've got the gospel. It will make sense yeah. for me to talk about Christ in my rhymes and point other people around me to uh, to what I believe, to what to the new faith uh, that I found. So mm. that's how I became um, a Christian rapper. And I remember the first album I did was in 2009, was Hip Hop and Theology, because I was also coming to understand what theology is. And I felt like I wanted nice. to share with everyone else. Um, yeah. And, 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 and that's when also... I realized like I cannot separate my life from my day-to-day life from my theology. There's gotta be a way that these things come together. And, yeah. and, and I fumbled and tried to, to make it work until I was, I was in, in my second year. And then I, I started to hear uh, uh, this phrase uh, um, called uh, biblical worldview. I was like, okay, what's that? So as more I learned about that, the more I strive to, to not live a, a sort of like a dualistic life, but live a life that's one in what I believe and how I live within my society. Mm-hmm. And, and in my final year at varsity, uh, in my undergrad, I remember I had to come up with, with, the, with a topic. And a book by Zig Zig's Dan, Many Ways of Dying, it helped me to mm. formulate sort of like um, a, a short thesis on what I, I, I had to create for that year. And I looked at death. I remember looking at what is death, where, uh, how does death look like? If death had a face, how will, how will it look like? Oh, wow. And what do, what, do, what do different insurance companies, why do they use death uh, when they sell their, their, their scheme? How, how do they go about that? How do different religions think about that or cultures think about that? And oh. I ended up, like the whole series, I did on death. Um, I remember the, the opening night of the exhibition. I spent the whole evening explaining the gospel to people because my wow. conclusion of, of, of what I did was um, the Christianity, throughout all the other religions, is the only is the only um, faith uh, that concludes that death will be the last enemy to be destroyed. Wow. And everyone else, they sort of like venerate death, or they, mm. they death is a taboo topic, or <laughs> death is sort of like shun or put aside so yeah christianity is the only faith that confronts that and also speaks about death being destroyed so yeah. and i remember people looking at my work and thinking i went to ego i didn't know you're the one who did these pieces because they look so dark i thought i, I thought you were a christian i'm like yeah i am a christian this is <laughs> wow <laughs> you know wow. just paint pictures of jesus and people in white clothes. light where's the light where's Funny the light <laughs> yeah 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 okay sure you know 
And and I spent the whole evening, man, explaining the gospel to people because that's where I was looking at death from. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I, I, that was and beautiful. I, I don't, and, and it was so crazy to a point by people spoke about my work so much. Journalists from, um, I think, uh, what the newspaper um, came looking for me in the department. And I, Come on. And I, was, I, was in, I was in the whole page, but like a spread of, of, of the newspaper. Wow. Because of the work I did, and it was just an amazing experience wow. to see to see how when you when we apply our faith in our day to day living and and speak yeah. about the issues that are surrounding us, how that people take it in and embrace it because they see they see that it's genuine. It's not being forced into um, yeah. into, into that. So, and so I think I think in tobacco, I think yeah. that what you're saying, what you what you mentioned earlier, is very helpful in that you mentioned especially insurance companies uh, yeah. and how death in a black South African African context is sometimes commodified and being sold and being yeah. spoken of. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an important conversation around justice um, and how injustice is often perpetrated legally sure. um, yeah. in the way those policies are advertised and sold mm. simply because yeah. there's a cultural... There's something about yes. There's something. Yeah. I, I'm not mentioning any names. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not. No, me, I'm the I, name give, I don't want to give a name. I always want to give a name. You always try to go around and just come in and hoy them in there. You know Listen, me. I'm, I'm not mentioning names. But but I think but I think it's 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 an important conversation for Absolutely. in particular yeah. justice because yeah. it 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 takes. If you think about how many, I mean, some families literally give something like five hundred rand a month. Mm-hmm. Um, towards a policy that gives them at the end of their lives, maybe they pay what 30, 40, 50 years of policy uh, for and different family members at that. You think about, and then what the policy gives them is something like 20,000 Rand. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and then and you discover that that doesn't even cover yeah. everything for them. And then they say, no, but your, your, your policy, your contract, whatever you, yeah. you, 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 you paid for doesn't cover X, Y, and Z. And then you still need to fork out money after 50 exactly. years of paying 500 Rand. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had. So, so I'm glad that you mentioned that because the work I did and some of the things that I tackled in that work was the death culture within the black community. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I remember the, the journalist also brought my dad in. So, so my, my dad and I were both interviewed at the same time, right? And, and she, she asked my dad, like, what do you think of your son? I mean, talking about death like this. And my dad is like, I mean, in, my, in our culture, death is, is, is not something to be talked of unless it's happening. You know what I mean? There's that sense of taboo. But it was like, like my son is he, in a different space compared to me and is in a different arena that that where these things are talked about you know what i mean and 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 the other thing i pointed out to the journalist, well, i said to i said to the journalist that the thing about uh looking at death this way it also points out like i made an example by um uh with uh uh Sanlam at that time they had a pamphlet that said we cover you from death and i said to the journalist even that that saying we cover you from death, it's not, it's not genuine, it's not true, because no one is covered from death. They can cover your funeral day by paying whatever amount they're paying, but they don't cover you from death, you're still gonna die. So they, the, the use of fear in how insurance policy is sold 
it's sure. not right at all. You know what I mean? And and and, and she was shocked. She was like, wow. That's why I was shocked about how you use Sanlam in one of your paintings and and you sort of like blasted them and put them on on a, as, as a villain. I was like, that was intentional because I'm trying to show that the thing of 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 of, of using fear to sell a policy that you don't even compensate enough when 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 it's time to collect it's, it's sort of kind of like injust in a way yeah it's, it's interesting i mean just hearing you hmm. saying it i was just thinking it's like how we we can say this but i mean it would be it would actually be fascinating to see your artwork because i think there's something that we often miss and certainly as christians yeah. we seem to yeah. have a fear of of visual stuff i don't know of visual yeah. um <laughs> depictions i don't know if we think it's idolatry yeah. or what but there, there, there's, there's a provocative nature. It stirs up emotions. It yeah. creates yeah. discussions. And um, I mean, just to kind of steer us a little, I think, I mean, as we talk about death and the injustice around there, but I mean, my, uh, some of my questions would be, how I, have we actually harnessed, um, you know, the, 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 the power of the arts in order to, to actually, to talk about the issues that we need to talk about. I love what you said is because, we don't have to be afraid of the issues. Uh, mm. We're Christians. We don't have to be afraid of the issues. So are we using um, the, you know, kind of the arts, the provocative nature, the even the encouraging nature of the arts to, to stir mm. emotions, to create conversations, to get people talking and imagining new futures or dealing with current mm. realities? And I mean, certainly my experience as an evangelical is that we've been very poor at that. We're very, we're very cerebral. We're very much in our head. You want to give another yeah. Bible study, another talk, another paper. Yeah. But yet sometimes we need we need something that shocks us and jars us or, or messes with our emotions. I don't know if that's artistic, if you can say that as an artist, but um, I feel yeah. like it. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, I get you. I mean, just to add a little bit on what you said, um, the great other crazy thing was there were other Christians who were shocked that I'm, I'm studying fine arts. They were like, but you're a Christian. And, and for me, that was very positive. I'm like, so even as a Christian, you can't study fine arts? Like, it didn't make sense to me. And also, obviously, the background I came from, um, there was so much skeptic um, being a Christian and you're studying fine arts. And there's always people having this misconception, talks around, no, fine art people are weird, fine art people are... Uh, uh, into cults. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so backward. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those are the things that are there within our, our circles uh, as believers. Sure. Now, Tobacco, talk to, talk to us about this. About I mean, we, we spoke about the fact that you mentioned the fact that you are a Christian educator as well in the, yeah. in the arts, in the fine yeah. arts. Uh, I mean, you worked for a number of years uh, at ACU, the African Christian University in Zambia. Alongside yeah. men like uh, Conrad Mbewe, uh, Bori Bakum, um, yeah. where you literally developed a course on the arts, culture, and the Christian faith from scratch, yeah. Uh, yeah. teaching Christians uh, uh, in this particular genre or this particular area to be a, a Christian voice. Now, speak mm -hmm. to us about the importance of Christian education and the arts for what John mentioned about being a voice for for justice challenge challenging culture and um being a prophetic witness mm. so okay first let me start off by saying like 
when I went to, to Zambia, man, in Lusaka, like, I thought I was going there because before I left, I was, I was an assistant lecturer at NMMU, right? And there I was lecturing South African art and Western African art. Um, hmm. So when I went there, I thought that's what I'll be doing. And when I got there, I was told, like, listen, dude, there's no curriculum for this thing. We bring you, we bring you up on board so that you can help us to try and formulate uh, something, you know. Um, so wow. Dr. Uh, Dr. Vodi, Dr. Vodi Bokham was the one who was like assisting me in uh, uh, giving me materials to work with and also helping me as well to, to not because because also this to me was new because there they're using a biblical worldview and they're also using the um, classical education together to bring about sort of like a new uh, biblical worldview kind of curriculum. So like, for mm. example, um, one, of the, one of the um, the lectures that I was helping uh, Dr. Wood when, when, he's, when, he's, when he's not around, I would feel in for him because he, he, he also uh, taught um, a sociology. So sure. we, we, look at, like, we look at like all the work that has been done in sociology throughout the history of mankind, right? Um, we look at we look at um, all these figures, Christian and non-Christian, right? And then we 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 look what's truth about the stuff that they've said. You know what I mean? Because we need, we need to understand that truth belongs to God. It doesn't matter who's saying it. Wow. We we may sure. disagree. We, we may disagree with Marx or Sigmund Freud, but there are things that Marx or Sigmund Freud have said that are truth. You get you're trying point. to get us. You're trying to get us hate comments here, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people made in the image of God can 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 say good things. And like 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 for example, yeah. man. Like like typical example. There are things um, that um, Marx is, Marx has said about about um, uh, capitalism that balances uh, and and guards capitalism not to go off hinges and mm-hmm. just like. Take, 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 and abuse. It's you know true. what I mean? It's true. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, but, but that doesn't mean now all of a sudden, because I'm saying that now I'm a Marxist, I'm supporting Marxist. I'm just supporting the truth that came out from what he was saying and doing. So, yeah. this, this is what ACU was, is developing and doing. They're looking at all these different writers and, and, philosoph- and philosophers and looking at the stuff that they've been saying and look at the truth and the stuff that they're saying and look at what the Bible has said about this, about this field. Right, so that's what I was doing with the with the fine arts as well. I was looking at, I was looking at uh, Enlightenment uh, period. I was looking at uh, the Renaissance period. I was looking at the early 16th century period, and I was looking at Christian during the 16th uh, um, uh, period. Two were coming out, um, challenging uh, William, uh, I think Kent, Kent, yes, in his um, uh, aesthetic view of the arts and. And and they were and they were mostly saying that listen, we cannot take God out or away from beauty and aesthetics and act like it's something that is standing out of its own. So I was looking so, at stuff like that. I was looking at stuff like that and looking at and creation itself, that God has created everything from scratch for, and it's beautiful. And what does that say about God being an artist? And how does that translate into the ground now? Into how does that impact the cultural mandate of society? Mm. Right, mm. and and like when you look at art in this day and age, right? Like there's so much that's been done 
within the art sphere that is creepy and that is like it's not beautiful that is not helpful in building society the culture of society it's not pointing to truth it's not pointing to 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 beauty or justice why is because as christians we decided to go back uh inside our our church doors and lock ourselves in and be like no we're not part, sure. we, we don't have to participate in this yeah. thing this thing is of the devil and when we, we leave that vacuum we open up a space for other people who who don't care about who god is who don't care about truth yeah who don't care about beauty who don't care about justice but they care about self-centeredness and looking inward for truth or for beauty or for goodness and sure. we all know that we cannot find truth and beauty and goodness and justice on our own yeah. you know what i mean yeah so, yeah ultimately so, yeah yeah so so it's very it's very imperative and it's very important that um me being a, being a, um, an art educator and say listen i appreciate michelangelo i appreciate i appreciate picasso i appreciate van gogh i appreciate expressionism and all this this movement that came be because all of them they detect some beauty some truth and goodness and then i looked in, and then i look into the beauty and goodness of, of of who god is and what god has done and what god continues to do to us and how do i come in now and participate yeah. alongside every other artist in in our social in our social living in our political living in 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 our sociological living and become um uh the participate uh, also and become sort of like uh uh a light bearer um within the cultural context and 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 be that salt and that light and not hide and, and disappear behind church sure. doors and say no i don't belong in this atmosphere yeah. uh, that's beautiful which which yeah. which which brings us to the conversation of history and the importance of this conversation for history um, and and i mean it's uh, what you're saying is that it's important for christians to be educated in this in this realm in this or this particular area of 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 our world because i think if you think about arts in general uh, the philosophers of our day as it was the philosophers of our past has always been the artists uh the way we dress the way we 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 project certain images the way how yep. social media is 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 the messages that it's sending out or 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 what what life and what society is supposed to look like is all yep. the consequence of musicians and artists who are who are, who are giving input and who are telling us yep. about what our reality is supposed to look like and it's a beautiful yep. thing to say that actually uh christian education and to educate ourselves about the arts and the and the value that they have and yeah. the destruction that they cause is absolutely absolutely massively important now i want to talk about about the history aspect of it because here in south africa um i mean I, uh, there's a recent article that i that i've seen online um and it was titled uh, uh, how arts helped construct afrikaner nationalism yep. in apartheid south africa yep. and in that article the author basically uh discusses the the visual how visual culture uh, visual culture was used uh as a mechanism uh for rationalizing and normalizing apartheid in the afrikaner nationalist ideology that support in the afrikaner yeah. nationalist ideology that supported you know apartheid um yeah. and it's 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 a massive it's i think it's a conversation that that 
that often gets sidelined in in how art was used negatively uh, as a tool to 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 project certain images or project certain ideologies and certain yep. messages in the minds of people to the extent that today when people talk about name changing or removing some of the statues and art forms that you know uh, portray some of those messages of the past, you know, people will say things like, you know, let's not talk about that stuff because that's, that's not important. There are people who are hungry. Let's invest that money in, in that area and, and, and removing these statues, removing, changing name streets, changing, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, all these visual images. It's, it's actually yep. not that important, but it's actually massively important. Yep. And yep. So I want to ask the question, uh, how important is that conversation in a post-apartheid South African context? No, bro, it is very important because this stuff, this stuff that I've learned when I was doing my undergrad, um, and also the stuff that I taught when I was an assistant lecturer at NMMU, um, you see, like, you see how, like, the government um, sort of, like, put money into into commissioning um, Africana artists in, 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 in developing like artworks that, that paints Africana pride um, yeah. and weaving it within the government system of that, of, that, of that time. And also, it also created a way of sidelining other artists, especially artists of color, um, not to be part of, 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 of the visual, um, a creation or visual unpacking of 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 of, of, of South African society at that time. So the the arts were one-sided and were painting one-dimensional uh, way of living in South Africa, which was not true. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So so it yeah. is very important that we we speak about that and bring that in the forefront. Uh, I'm just gonna name one artist that also um, I don't know if. The person was 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 intentionally or not, but uh, some of the work that Emma Stan did also was very uh, uplifted and put in the spotlight, and also sort of like led a way of creating artworks that painted people of color as savages, and wow. it created it created this kind of like um, uh, rhetoric and critical analysis of uh, a noble savage and a savage. So there was also a division between uh, what kind of a savage we are depicting in this picture and what not kind of savage we are depicting. Wow. So you and I'm thinking to myself like, if like if you come to a people and you tell them that they are savages, first of all they don't even know what this word means. They don't. They didn't create this word. It means wherever you come from, you know how savages are where you come from. Mm. So you have savages where you come from. But now you come here, you tell us, wow. and only. <laughs> And now you come in and you're telling people they're savages. It means where you come from, you have savages and you know what savages are, but you're painting people that don't even know what that means or what that is into something that they are not. So there was a lot of work that was done from, by, by, by uh, sort of like uh, commissioned by the government, um, especially from Free State coming to Johannesburg, Pretoria, like leave the monuments out. I'm talking about artworks that fits in the museums, artwork yeah. that fits in art galleries, to a point where by movies. Um, artists, yeah. I said movies even. Okay, I don't know much about movies, 
Probably two, but I don't know much. Yeah, John, yeah, John, your age. What are these movies that you used to watch? <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I used to watch uh, Swartikat when I was growing up. I mean, the one that came to mind, and I can't remember much, but I remember as a young guy, and this would have been sure, the 80s, I'm guessing, watching uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, yeah, 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 where the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. Coke bottle hits the bush, the, the, the yeah, Bushman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean, and that language is used as well, that, that, that description, and uh, it's kind of you. Yeah, it's, it's that savage, you know, it's that savage, and it turns out to be quite yeah. noble, I think. But it's still, that's the normalizing of how yeah. we, those, those are the movies that are made, not the movies about, uh, about depicting black people in other ways. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, sure. so jumping in there, jumping in there, so because where I'm going was, that's why in that era you find artists like Tata uh, George Pemba, uh, Gerald Sigota, um, later on, like these were artists who started painting black people in a noble light. You know so, what I mean? And they were bringing like dignity uh, into black people. You could yes. see like this, this, yeah. this, you know, black people, it was not just out of like, I'm just creating beauty, but it was like, yes, I'm creating beauty, I'm creating truth and I'm, I'm creating uh, a justice also. And I'm also creating good. goodness. That you yeah. see, like these are people, and that that George Pemba did a very good job, right? Because he he sort of like not just painted, but he recorded history. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He recorded history, sure. like, and and he didn't like shy away from controversy. Whereby he would paint scenes where uh, the police were where were beating uh, uh, black people or or. Or, or people being put in, into in, into a hippo or a van, or or he would paint a scene where people are in a shebeen, they are dancing, they are drinking, or people who are are practicing their ritual uh, sure. uh, yeah. celebrations, and also pa- painting people who, who are in suits, who are dignified. Uh, even when there was a recession where there was no jobs, he would paint a black man for a job. But the way he would paint the black man, you could see like. This is a dignified man. It's not just yeah, like... it's a human being. Yeah, yeah. He's just a crappy man looking for a job. And then Jurassic Water as well, he, he, he showed the conditions of, of the mind, of the, of the mind workers, mm. how poor they were, and, and the work that they were subjected to, the work they were working. You know what I mean? And, mm, and yeah. I, remember, I, rem- I remember once in one of, one of, one of my classes, this, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a work that Jurassic Water did of men hitting, uh, using a pick to 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 um to dig a trench but they're so they're so in unison the way they are standing and the colors they're like vibrant and you can see that these guys are working hard but at the same time it says a lot about what they're doing and what's happening around them and remember the teacher the lecture saying uh this shows uh, the aggression of 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 the workers towards their bosses but wow. i was like no wow. then i remember i remember lifting my hand saying but is that what Jelosa Kota said when he was doing this piece, she was like, no, but we are just putting what we putting our words and what we say. But I'm like, that's not being genuine. Because yeah. there's so much that's happening in this picture. What you're saying is like painting the, the artist in a bad manner, and you are dismissing sure. what the artist is trying to show us. Um, to the point where by I mean Jelosa Kota exiled, was ex- he exiled himself to France because he was one of the artists who was sought after by the uh, the apartheid government. 
uh, because of his work he was doing and what he was he was was sure. he was showing, you know. So so yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm fascinated, John. I'll give you a chance now. I'm just fascinated by the fact how, you know, even in the face of people wanting to create, you know, a sense of dignity for black people um, through the arts and be a prophetic witness uh, in the midst of the injustice of how people are being portrayed through the arts and trying to be a counter voice, a positive voice uh, uh, to, to what is being, what is being the propaganda that is being, being, being pushed. Uh, even in that, in our today, even with the good images that's being, yeah. that's being portrayed, even that is being distorted and, and done so knowing what the image is actually trying to portray. Um, yep. With a total disregard for, for actually what the images are trying to, to you know, bring across. That is, just, oh, that is just painful. John, you wanted to say something? I was just going to, I was making the point, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think as you were talking, I was just thinking about how we sometimes, we downplay the arts, we downplay the role that the art and, and particularly the way people are depicted in our society yeah, yeah. is, is normalizing things. Um, so w- when you were talking about uh, Utata George Pemba and you were talking about how he painted black men with dignity, even in sometimes menial roles, I, I, mm. I was just thinking about how the opposite was, is, is so often true. I mean, you know, I, I know his statue is down now, but, you know, we didn't like that sculpt, the sculptures of Cecil, Cecil John Rhodes or even mm-hmm. of Louis mm-hmm. Boerter outside parliament. It's in his finest moments, supposedly, you know, no one's painting yeah. the man, making his food or just got out of bed or putting yeah. a sculpture yeah. on him. You know, yeah. it's like, the man, yeah. like, you know, Louis Boerter's on his horse, he's charging, he's heroic. And, and, that's, <laughs> and that itself is like, sending them uh, it's depicting something not just about louis Boerter, particularly about about you know white men about african yeah. men it's 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 it and because that's not just an isolated picture it's or an isolated example but that is how you know often white men uh, have been portrayed um they've been in that and then black men or black women are being portrayed as very opposite and so that's part yeah. of that normalizing that socializing that happens in our in our minds and um and we need to be aware of that um and yeah. it's and so beautiful when you have yeah. like people like Mutata, uh Tata George Pemba who's coming in and who's uh who's breaking that counter narrative yeah you know, artists providing that counter narrative and you, and you just you you're almost thinking there's something wrong with this painting because yeah. it's it's and, and that's <laughs> yeah. the, that's the point there is something wrong with it because it's going against the narrative and that, and it's yeah. jarring you almost. And now you're gonna go, what? Yeah. What's wrong here? Which 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 says about our own racialization. It says about exactly. our own how society has, you know, taught us to think about people of color, yeah. um, and and the place that people of color uh, has to have in society. Um, yep. And it's so counter for us to see something of with and not just. And here's the important thing: it's images that are not just portraying black people in white culture to say, oh, look, he's civil. Yeah. It's, it's images that says, no, he's in his cultural attire. Yeah. Or he's, in a, he's, in a, he's in a place where he's, he's, he's himself and he doesn't need yeah. to code switch. He doesn't need to, to change who he is yeah. as a person yeah. of color creating his image. He is in his cultural 
natural place yeah. amongst these people. And the image of him that is being portrayed is an image of, of goodness, of light, of, yeah. of, of love and, and beauty. Um, yeah. Man, guys, I want to move on to the question of, of the church. I want to speak about the church. Um, Tobes, what do you, what do you think uh, the church or does the evangelical church or church in general have space for the arts uh, and black creativity and for telling black stories through the arts? Uh, say the question again. So do you think the church, and in particular the evangelical church, has space for the arts in the way that we have in particularly spoken about arts as a medium and as a tool use, that can be used for gospel, for gospel good and justice good um, or biblical justice good? Um, yes. Does the church have space for the arts? And I want to I want to I want to add this to that question of, um, and in particular also black creativity and for telling black stories through the arts. So definitely, bro, it has. But the thing here, here's the thing. It has it has a place for that. But here is the thing. It has there's a there's a space for 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 black creativity within the individual space, but. There's this notion of policies, you know what I mean? There's this notion sure. of if, mm. if we're letting it in, we must let it, it we must let it in bit by bit. We are we are not sure. trusted in a way. You know what I mean? We, we don't know wow. if we let this if we open this gate, what's gonna happen? What what are they what are they what are they going to do? So wow. now it's, it's like we're not being viewed as brothers in the Lord who are sensible, who are loving, who are caring. Who care for beauty? Who care for for, for justice? Who care for goodness? Yeah. Mostly, who cares and guards the gospel with, with jealousy, like everyone else? Where we are sort of like being allowed to, to, to do that, but at, in the terms of we're watching you, we, we're giving you yeah. a, a step by step to come in and show off and showcase, but we mustn't give you yeah. too much because we don't trust you, basically. And, and I, think, I think that's important because um, some of the, one of the ways that often is expressed is that, and I know when we talk about art, again, we're not just talking about painting. We're talking about a, a range yeah, of genres. We talk about hip hop. Uh, we're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about uh, fine arts and the different ways yeah. of expression um, and the way the arts can be used to communicate and, and, and promote uh, gospel-centered justice. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things... Um, I've often heard from black musicians within the church is that, you know, they, if, whenever they make songs or produce music within the church context, in particular white evangelical church context, um, there's always a sense of suspicion about what are you saying? We yeah. don't, and, and the people will be like, but no, we've been fellowship for years. Uh, yeah. why, why do you think that my theology will be off if I sing mm. it in, in my language, what, what yeah. makes you think that if I sing it in your language, it's the only appropriate, English is the only acceptable, you know, medium yeah. for communicating in, 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 in the arts. And so if, if, if you, uh, you know, uh, don't necessarily hear the words, it's, it's of no value or it, it should mm. be, ought to be viewed with suspicion in an African context, by the way, yeah. Uh, yeah. where people, the, the dominant people group is people of color who yeah. mostly speak this language and who would be drawn towards the church 
yes. if the church would give expression uh, in this form of, 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 of art. Yeah. And, and another thing is that there's so many African hymns, beautiful gospel theological field African hymns, man. Um, but it's, it's, it seems like, no, if it's not in, in, in English, if it's not in, uh, in this uh, formalized, it, it can't be trusted. It doesn't sound right. I, I, I don't, like I said, it's just, this mis- there's so much room for, for all these expressions of art that can, that can, that can like, sort of like um, bring so much beauty, man, in, in the church as we see it in Revelation um, 7 verse 9, man. That can be also experienced right here with all these different languages. It just brings all these different colors and make a yeah. beautiful um, richness within the body of Christ. Uh, but the, the suspicion, the, the mistrust, um, I sort sure. of like it, it robs us of that. Yeah. No, I wanna. Uh, can yeah, I, John? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I Go was ahead. say something because I think I think you guys are are, are speaking and you're saying some good things, but I think there maybe there's there's another aspect we we want to just like kind of push us a little bit further. Is that I think yes, um, language is obviously an issue, and language is treated with suspicion. And I think as you as you said, like black artists are naturally seem to be treated with suspicion. I want to say even before that, there's probably artists are treated. With suspicion, yeah. Uh, then you're black. Oh, yeah. Then you're in the then you're in the air bracket, um, air inverted corner, commas wrong language. But then the question is like, can you actually tell? And I think David was in your question. Can you tell black stories? And black stories yeah. can be stories of pain. Can be stories of yeah. injustice. Yeah. Um, and so, is there space for a more mm. prophetic, a more provocative art that actually makes sure. people uncomfortable? Because that's what it's designed to do. And even some of yeah. our so-called classic art, if you go look at some of the Renaissance art, you go look at some of that, some of that yeah. stuff is, is very provocative, and particularly about exactly. the church, um, because it's, yeah. and it's, and it's, and, and it's raising questions. And, yeah. I, mm. and I, f- I feel like we're losing something in the South African context, and we, we're scared of art, because art raises questions, it raises emotions, it connects with people. Um, yeah, and, I mean, I mean yeah. you look at... Yeah, yeah, go on. No, you go on. I was saying, like, I mean, rightly, rightly so, don't you mention about Renaissance art? Um, even the church commissioned, because um, the church was the big commissioner at that time during the Renaissance period. And you see the artworks that were done inside the church buildings. And you're like, if you can allow this inside the church building as a church, why, why is it so difficult to do so in our day and age? Because um, I believe these stories, they're, they're not happening in a vacuum. They're happening in a context. And we live in that context. And I believe if we don't talk about these things within that context, it, I feel like we, we, we pick and choose how to comfort each other, how to yeah. be our brother's keeper. Like, I can be your brother's keeper until yeah. this far. Um, yeah. I, can, I can walk with you until this far because I don't want to muddy my, myself coming into this yeah. direction because I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to feel like I don't know what to say. I don't want to feel like I, I'm being taken away, quote unquote, from the gospel, which is not true. The gospel yeah. is messy. The gospel yeah. is loud. The Come gospel on. is chaotic. The, the gospel is bold. The gospel is, is, is crying, is laughing, is mourning. Is, I mean, it's there. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. 
So, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. Guys, I want to I wanna bring this to a close a little bit. Um, so, listen, here's, here's the thing. Art is affecting our society daily. Whether we want to acknowledge it, whether we want to pay attention to it, uh, messages are going out. There are dangers greater than critical race theory and yep. uh, cultural Marxism that are being yep. pushed, that parents are sitting daily with uh, about what the culture in general are saying about how society should be ordered, how society should, should run, and how Yay. particularly yeah. men and women should think about themselves, whether it's in music videos, whether it's in, in, in artworks, whether it's in exhibitions. Mm. There's, there's constant message, whether, it, whether it's in marketing. There's constant yeah. messages that goes out uh, that artists are being paid to, to, to promote um, about our humanity, about our dignity, yeah. about our value that are counter-Christian, counter-gospel, counter yeah. the image of God. So that yeah. stuff is happening. That stuff is happening. So I want to ask, how can the church, how can Christians use the arts counter-culturally to fight against uh, injustices? So let me can you give us just a couple of pointers uh, about how the church can go about doing that in a real practical way? Okay, before I jump in there, I want to say this quickly. I remember when I arrived in Cape Town in 2013, right? Um, I, I started hitting different uh, galleries, asking them if I can exhibit my work. And all, obviously, they want to see my portfolio, they want to see my work. And most of the galleries that I went to, they were like, nah, man, we can't exhibit your work here. Your work is too crude for us. But can you change the way you paint and paint like this? If you paint like this, we'll take you in. If you change the way you use your colors, and you, and, and you could see right then there, you are being told, and you are being told that this is how we push things here. This is how we communicate here. If you don't communicate like the way we communicate, we don't need you here. No. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's very intentional how galleries exhibit work. It's very intentional how advertising companies sell work. I mean, one of the things you learn in first year at graphic designing, especially where I was as a student, um, your job as a graphic designer is to make people buy stuff they don't need. That's your job. <laughs> it's, not to, it's not to help society per se, but it's wow. just to make sure people, they buy stuff they don't need. So now to point us what are the things that that, that can be done um, by the church um, to to sort of like some counter or be in the visual space if, if you will one the skepticism bruh, that is around artists because it's not just around uh, artists of color um, I know Dr. Edwin was telling me that when he was in the states um, the church where he was they were very skeptical about the art in general. So some of the guys, white guys in the church, they decided to leave and went elsewhere and started their own thing. And I was like, yo, so skepticism is not just pointed on, diff or, or, on just color, but it's just a general thing, as you were saying. It's a general yeah. thing. Skepticism towards artists, they are unruly, they are crazy, or whatever the, the stigma may be. So one thing we need, that needs to be challenged and needs to be looked at uh, by the church and, and sit down and the church deals with the skepticism around art in general. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the, the church is not helping itself by being away from the arts field. Yeah. This is, this is I love what um, um, 
Dr. Arafa Moses. He says, as the church, when we turn our backs away from the culture, the society culture, right? Mm-hmm. They, they come to us. They come to the church, right? And then yeah. when they get to the church, we realize, okay, we didn't do anything to bring them in. But what can we do to keep them in? Then we decide, okay, we're going to stop doing A, B, C, D. But you see now, we're not changing the culture. We're changing all the culture. Sure. Right? <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah. So it doesn't help us as the body of Christ to turn our backs away from the art scene and the art world and not embrace art and the artists. So that's secondly, it doesn't help us. Thirdly, the church needs bruh, to, to be in the forefront advocating and commissioning, commissioning artists within uh, itself to do artworks that points to justice, artworks that points to good, artworks that points to, to, just, to, to righteousness, artworks that points to beauty, um, so that anyone who's outside the church can see, like, yo, the church like is in the forefront of, of art, and we see the difference and the counter uh, comparing the Because believe me, if the church can commission artworks done by Christians who are love, who love the Lord, who know the gospel, understand the gospel, and know their theology, believe me, you, the world will take notice and realize, like, there is a difference between the art we create in the world and the art created by the church. And that can bring sure. a good conversation between our society and the culture and the church. Now, we're not changing for the culture, but we are influencing the culture. We are having a conversation with the culture and we are changing sure. the culture. That's the third one. Powerful. And I think, the, I think the fourth one would be the, like there's this thing that, that, that I, I, I grew up seeing um, where I come from, bro. Like I remember, there was a time whereby the church, bro, will go for people who are the society has given up, or even the, you know when the society give, give you know when society gives up on a person, you must know, ah, it's too late, yeah, person. Yeah. Right? When, when the society wash their hands, like ah, this guy, even us, we don't know. There was a time whereby a church, bro, will go for those people, and I believe, man, the art is full of those people today. Come on, whereby. Even if even the, the art scene is like ah this guy is the is a is is, a, is extreme we don't know what to do. like for example um there's an artist called Mabulu I've met him I've met the guy and I've had conversations with him and we disagree on many things but I love the guy like I I love I love him as a person but I disagree with him and the work that he creates most of the time and you could see that it's not even it's not, it's not just the Christian who cringes at what he creates and what he says with his mouth. It's even people around him, the culture around him, like, yo, this guy, like, yeah. He's a problem. We're all about self-expression, but, yo, this guy is, like, too much. Like, we're, scared. we're even scared for him. You know what I mean? Right, but, right. But, sure. for, but for me, like, I remember spending time with him when he was still here at Cape Moore Studios in Cape Town and just chatting with him. And... And the guy, man, like we had a wonderful conversation, and I, I love the guy. And at that time, I believe we created sort of a, like a relationship, no matter how small it was, because I still met him in Joe Beck, and, and he still remembered me. We still caught up and, and chopped it up together. Like, if we as a church don't uh, take charge or lead the charge into arts, we won't be able to have a conversation with people like Mabul and other people who are just extreme. In how to yeah. go about it. Yeah. So, yeah.
Beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Guys, we have to draw this to a close. Um, I want to say just churches, pay your artists. If you hire an artist to do oh. something, yeah. pay your artists. <laughs> we get graphic designers to do stuff for us and we don't yeah, pay them yeah. enough because we think, oh, but you're Christian. But, but we don't do that with any other profession. Yeah. Can yeah. we pay your artists because these guys are, are Christian and, they, and mm. they're producing Christian content. Maybe it's mm. not explicitly Christian, but it because they are Christian and they are behind what they do, you know yeah. that there's an ethic that goes with what they're doing. And so we need more people like that. But if we don't pay our artists, they die. Yeah. Um, and, and, exactly. and, and the Christian art forms die. Um, and, that's and, my and two so cents. Can I, John, do you want to say something? I want to say, can we get rid of white Jesus, please? Uh, yeah, let's get some real artwork. Let's get rid of white Jesus. Like that's a theology. That's a whole podcast in itself. That's a whole like that is an art form that is created and it's created injustice and like it, hey. church. Can we get rid of white sure. Jesus, please? And can we commission some artists Jesus. to do that? Maybe. I always say, can we get rid of Michael Angel's boyfriend, please? Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. He is. Yes. Oh my word. Oh and my I think word. that, and I think you have to give credit to propaganda, don't you? Uh, yep, definitely. Definitely. Yep, yep. Guys, <laughs> by the way, propaganda is an artist, a hip hop artist. Yeah, not talking about, you have to give credit to propaganda oh, yeah. in general. Context, <laughs> yeah. please, context, context. Yeah. Uh, and Tobacco, please, can you just tell us briefly? Uh, we have to go, we have to run. Can you tell us briefly where people can find your stuff? Um, uh, where do you work, bro? Tell us where you work so people can know what you do and, and where they can find some of your artwork and music. Okay, cool. So I work uh, with Student Y, MCA, UCT. Um, yeah. um, it's just been long coming, man. I've been communicating with, with, with Fritz for years about coming in. Finally, it happened. Thank to God for that. So I work in student ministry. I work with students, um, sharpening students, um, showing students the gospel and showing them that you don't have to be an engineer, then a Christian. You are a Christian who's an engineer. How does that work out in your social living? That's what I do for a living. Um, you can find my work on Instagram. Um, it's under UN underscore studios. Um, UN stands for which is in English um, imagination. Um, you can find my work in there. You can find my work also on Facebook. I, again, it's under UN underscore at studios. Um, you can find my music on YouTube under chosen two nine. You can find my music on also on SoundCloud and uh, Chosen 29 again. Um, sheesh, man. Yeah. I also just finished writing a book. Probably it's going to come out next year. Um, it's, it's titled uh, Life is Complex, Interlude, um, Creative Writings. So, so yeah. Sure. We'll, Powerful. we'll shove all Powerful. the links in the, in the, the, the box below the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Guys, uh, Tobacco, thank you for, for being with us. Uh, yeah. Always good having... Sorry, sorry, guys, if I called him Tobbs. Uh, him and I were <laughs> at Bible College together. We've been friends for a very long time. So yeah. shout out to, to, to you, bro. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, uh, guys, man. remember, you can, follow, you can follow us on Yellow Menso on Twitter or Iskambano on Facebook. Uh, as always, get involved in the discussion, in the conversation. Give us your comments, your feedbacks. Mm. If you found this helpful, please share this. Uh, like, comment. Maybe there's an artist who needs to hear this stuff. Please share, like, comment. Uh, mm. This audio was produced by Exilic Music. You can find them at www.exilic.co.za. Our man, Jeremy Kuris, 
heads up the ministry that side uh, hit him up if you want to have your, your 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 music produced or help to be to put out there to be cleaned up that's that's the guy that that, that helps us that's the organization yeah. that helps us they yeah. they doing phenomenal work i'm david signing out i'm john saying we got work to do Basi <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, sure. Basi Lahande. Lay back. And be safe, people. Right. And later. <laughs> And later.